and my job is like caping for Donna. Okay, so we're back with Nor TV podcast with Angelique and Belle, and we're gonna talk about the Titans teaser. Yeah. And what was that? Ten days ago, I think it came out on the seventeenth. So we're a little late-ish. Whatever. Well, like, whatever season three is not here yet yeah so. it'd, be, it'd be like that sometimes we have like mad times so <laughs> <laughs> nothing else to talk about right now so not at all like in dc world it's like nothing going on really no um besides like some big speculation about the flash everything i hear sounds like more of a hot mess like every, every new thing i hear about the flash makes me less interested in watching the movie every new thing i hear about the flash is about batman and oh, Batman. Why, why haven't I seen, like, okay, sorry. I've seen articles about which Batmans are going to be in there. I've seen, like, HD photos of Supergirl behind the scenes. And then the only time I've seen Ezra and um, the girl playing Iris West is in, like, these blurred ass behind the scene mm-hmm. photos that fans took and I'm like I'm sorry whose movie is this <laughs> right all I know about this movie is it'll feature much Batman and apparently Flash will have long hair I'm just like okay thanks right you am uh, excited about the Flash is it, hypothetically <laughs> is it like still the Flash who knows uh, we'll, we'll see anyway I can't wait to see NWB I've been so disappointed about everything I've heard about what's upcoming. Like, I think I'm going to watch Aquaman and Titans and like the Shazam and like Black Adam and then ignore everything else. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Shazams. Um, Wonder Woman 3, they can do better than the second one and I'm sure they will. The second one, I didn't hate it, but. Um, I right, it was it. just okay. Yeah, it was okay. The first one was better. So, I mean. I'm sure they, they'll pull it back. I believe in <laughs> Patty. I think people are being way too hard on her. It's like, so you have one really good movie, one that's okay, and now we're writing her off completely. That's well, enough. that's how it is, because you're a woman, right? You <laughs> so don't obnoxious. Like, Screw make up a at bunch all. of things, you know, get some experience under your belt, like, whatever. Yeah. Zero mix Like, she had a lot allow. more hand-holding with the first one, because remember, like, Zach was really involved in the first one of movie, so it makes sense that her first one, which she's really out there, like, on her own, making a giant superhero movie, may not be the best movie ever, anyone's ever seen. And honestly, my only, like, I feel like the biggest messed up was just the final fights weren't that great, but yeah. I mean, come on, how many bad how many bad DC movies have we seen? How many awful Marvel movies have we sat through? Come on. Knock it I mean, this genre is not known for great literary masterpieces. I think it's kind of funny that just because we've had a few movies that managed to get some mainstream like attention and critical acclaim in recent yeah. years, suddenly we're acting like this isn't a drama that's a genre that's mostly known for being schlocky, campy, crazy crap. Exactly. That's, just flashy. Like it hasn't been known for that for like 50 years. <laughs> ages oh flashes of color and some fight scenes is pretty much all you usually expect from these movies yeah we expect camp and muscles and we get that we've come very far where there'll actually be good movies that you'll leave the movie theater thinking oh why would this really made me emotional i really like this thing it's making me think about some real life event that never used to happen man come on And, and honestly, if you do too much of that, <clears throat> Batman versus Superman, uh, 
philosophically that went over people's heads that was too much that was too serious that was too dark got it should have been dumber we're sorry no like literally the the um criticism around man of steel all it sounds like to me is this had too much plot clark has too much of a character arc ah that's what it sounds like to me i'm just like okay all right yeah and And also Clark has too much emotional range. Clark has too many feelings. Right, right. right. (laughs) But literally what y'all are describing is Superman Returns and y'all despise that movie. So I feel like we could ramble about this forever. Like I'm I'm tired of people. Um, (laughs) People don't know what they want and they're dumber than they're willing to admit to. You guys want it to be a big campy dumb movie. And if the Wonder Woman movie had been a Wonder Man movie, y'all would have loved it. And none of the complaints you had would have been there. Look, I can't. I guess we could just, I don't know. You want to talk about that article first or? Uh, yeah, um, we could talk about the article first. Um, what I'll say about the article is that um, I have mixed feelings about the choice to go with a like Hannibal Lecter-esque scarecrow because <laughs> I feel like I don't want that much scarecrow, first of all. Like, as a person, I've never really felt interested in hanging out with him that much. I find the effect of the, the fear toxin on other people way more interesting than this dude. So I'm just like, I don't know. Like, the actor they have playing him is an actor. I've seen another thing. I know he's a capable actor. So, you know, at least you don't have to suffer through bad acting. It's unlikely right. you have to suffer through overacting. Like Vincent Cartesier is good. Um, but I just, I don't, you know, okay. Cause like, you know, I saw Silence of the Lambs, that movie. And, you know, it was a good movie, but I feel like the Hannibal Lecter character was overrated. Um, like that wasn't my favorite character in the movie. That wasn't the most interesting person in the movie to me. And the whole dynamic of like, oh no, this like, you know, situation with this like crazy person is so serious. We a crazy person, help us figure it out. Still, still kind of dumb to me from the very like whatever. Because y'all got criminal psychologists. Do y'all have psychologists for anything else in this in the story world? Like, so like you know, um, and I mean. Because, okay, let's say you have an, an acclaimed psychiatrist, right? Acclaimed criminologist, even. If he loses his mind enough that you got to put him in a straitjacket, is what he have to say still useful enough that we as a cop need to go bother to talk to him? I don't know. All right, so here's what I was taking from it. I've seen Silence of the Lamb a few times. And obviously, I don't like I don't like Hannibal or Buffalo, though, obviously. Um no. I, I feel like I life. feel like the most interesting part about that movie was more of I hadn't seen until that movie and I'm sure it's been done a million times now but like a plot where it's like an actual good cop is trying yeah. to work with this extremely violent criminal and mm-hmm. for whatever reason he actually kind of helps them but he has an ulterior motive and I like I found that like I found the psych yeah um the suspense aspect interesting I don't find the violence interesting that's never been interesting to me I know some people like revel in it they like guns they like blood and gore and blah blah, blah. they love that but that's right. not what I found interesting about the movie I found the plot itself interesting and her 
Clarice's backstory and all of that. I like yeah. the way all of that kind of tied in together. Um, so, but Hannibal is still a psychopath. Right. And so, so at first, I think when we first found out they were comparing him to like a Hannibal type character, people thought it was more of the personality aspect of him or how scary he's going to be. But I think it's more of the dynamic. The dynamic is going to be talking to him to try and get information. And for whatever reason, he'll Mm -hmm. give him that information probably using him tricking him in some way and Bob's would yeah. be see dick you're so stupid we you know like in the books hey daddy yeah. dad hey break we criminals and better than you at everything you know blah, blah. that's what I'm expecting <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's gonna be that yeah. freaking I mean, unsufferable as she always is but um yeah sorry I'm yeah jumping ahead well but... I mean the only reason Scarecrow <laughs> would be interested in helping is if in the process he can fuck your head up right yeah and it's like, whatever. I mean, oh. if they're the only person who has information, then, then they are. And that's, yeah. it is what it is. Police officers use criminals as informants all the time. It's not yeah. even something new or stupid or unthought of. So, well, I mean, yeah, using them as informants for like information, but yeah. I guess I just have mixed feelings about like using them to psychoanalyze, like losing them for their expertise. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I think. If that's what they're doing, that is dumb because there's no way, there's no way anything he knows in that sense applies to the real world anymore. He's clearly not right in the head. Um, What he could probably do is give you a clue of to whoever, because it's like he's helping him track someone who escaped. I'm assuming he's someone who escaped from the asylum that maybe Crane knows or worked with before. So it would Mm -hmm. make sense to be like, you're probably the best person who knows their plan or what they're going to get up to. So that makes sense. But to be like, help me analyze this person's brain. His brain's messed up. So don't ask him for that kind of advice. Right. Well, we'll go ask Harley at this point. Like, right. right. Get Dr. Harley on the case. Yeah, let's like, get her to be the group therapist for the Titans. See how that works out. I mean, pay to see it. <laughs> I guess that'll, that's what's going in the spinoff, right? That's, what's gonna, that's what the Nightwing movie is going to be. <laughs> if there's any justice in this world. Therapist gone wrong. Therapy session's gone wrong. Um, but but yeah I just you know I I mean I could see Dick Grayson as our Clarice I could definitely like I can I can see how he could sort of wind up in that sort of archetype and that kind of dynamic because it's his thing that I could believe that Dick would be trusting enough of you know Mr. Crazy Criminal to like really think they're going to like legitimately help no BS involved just because they feel like it because I mean, that seems like something you could talk to Grayson and to yeah, believe I mean, that. And maybe in a sense, he's not being naive at all. He's just like, this is literally the only person who has this information. Yeah. So we just, we just got to ask him and that's it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that could be and, the case. And I mean, you know, the way that these sorts of kind of tricky, like a lot of Batman villains, you know, a lot of the kind of, uh, we'll go with men, mentally unusual Batman villains have some sort of a thing that if you're willing to give them they're willing to give you what you want like there's some like if they can get like what they want from you they're willing to be helpful and I'm Um, curious how people are going to react to if that or when it backfires somehow if they're going to be like oh Dick is so stupid because you have to be just living in some AU if you think Batman hasn't gotten burned working with villains a million times in his books Mm -hmm. they 
all the heroes do. It happens to all of them. So yeah. let's not do that. But I'm sure people well, will because well, they're often you wind up having some sort of common cause to where temporarily one villain or another can be useful to you. So right. they wind up in these situations. I mean, Batman's having a whole baby with Catwoman right now. Okay. Batman <laughs> um, has been duped by so many of his villains. Like, let's yeah. not. But see, the thing is, most people have only ever seen him in the movies where he's broody man and he's like, he just punches everybody, you know. he still gets duped. All of the Batman movies, he was, people were dying because of mistakes he made. Like, (laughs) all like the, I was, I will say Michael Keating is my favorite Batman because that's the one I grew up with. He was he was making hella mistakes in all his movies. Like, people were dying. Um, (laughs) it It was, you know, like, you're dealing with violent criminals and dirty cops so that's how it goes sometimes and you have to use your best judgment on who is actually going to help you or not and sometimes you're wrong and that's just it is what it is but for whatever reason it's like some characters get that kind of rope and others don't so like Clark is not allowed to never have to kill someone and Nightwing can't make a single mistake ever or else but his brothers can his brothers can lose their mind and shoot people in the face if they want he oh my god he can't use poor judgment once that's wrong like, right I and then you know annoying. it's even questionable whether it's poor judgment because if this is indeed a situation where the best sort of option they have is to try to see what kind of information they can get out of Scarecrow then that's what they got so you know I mean mean, you gotta you gotta imagine like of all the people who are in Arkham probably most of them are so crazy you can't even have like a a conversation conversation yeah so it's like if you have to ask someone who witnessed the escape or whatever or who knows this person you're probably going to pick the only person who's willing to talk to you even if you know you know, even if it's the Riddler or Scarecrow, you know, this person will yeah. be playing mind games. It is what it is. Like, who else, right. gonna, who else are you going to ask? Like, <laughs> and I mean, yeah. come on, we know Dick Grayson. At this point, he's got to be feeling like, what's the worst that could happen? He can make me scared or crazy. Girl, you see what happened last, last year? Go for it. He's already, <laughs> look, he could be like, sir, I'm already hallucinating. Like, <laughs> I, I beat you to the punch, my friend. Like, like, right. Season one, he had to break everybody out of an asylum. It Season can't two, they get worse. One. <laughs> Cannot get worse by that. Okay, like a couple years ago, I got beat up by a 13 year old version of me. <laughs> like, <laughs> then my ghost dad would call my ass. Like, I mean, hey, we had ghost daddy it. doing the watching scene. Like, <laughs> there was a lot going on. He already did this. Like, like he wound up like choking Gar halfway to death until he had to turn to a snake and escape like because he because Dick being crazy is a recurring theme so if I was Dick I would be like oh what's the worst that could happen is I could be crazy okay let's go crazy again oh no (laughs) this is a a daily occurrence for him now so (laughs) no need to fear his mental health what does he care about this Oh, no. Man. So yeah. And like the thing is, yes, I can easily imagine this being one of those things where Brad is like, see, of course this went that way, but she also didn't have a better plan herself, which is why she didn't suggest it. Is, is that not always people love happens? to do that? <laughs> that <laughs> like, always they love to be like, look what you did and how you messed that up. And it was like, look how when I told you about this plan, you said it was dumb but didn't have a better plan. 
So, <laughs> you know, I oh, I look forward to her not having a better hand, plan, but dragging him for his plan anyway. I'll, I'll give Babs this. So Babs at least has a plan. I think it's going to be a terrible plan that probably gets her kidnapped or something. But I will give her credit for at least having one. The old Titans didn't have one. They were just like, do something now. And he was like, how about this? And they're like, no, not that. And he's like, well, then what? And they're like, you decide. And it's like, bitch, what are we doing? This is a weird We're going to be eating takeout. Let us know when you fix it. Hopefully you didn't F anything up. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm sorry. How are you going to present me with all these problems? I give you solutions and you're like, absolutely not. And I'm asking you for some, and you're like, I don't got it. Why are we having this conversation then? Let's just sit here and die. Right. I don't, but, you know, clearly I, what's going to happen is I'm going to do are something we and y'all are going to be useless. So I can stop talking to you about what you're not going to do. Good Lord. It is something else. <laughs> it was so crazy. Like episode eight of last season when they went to um, Slade's house and he wasn't there and they realized, hey, this whole thing we planned with Joey did not work. And then he's like, I guess we'll try something else. And Donna's like, no, keep doing this thing that didn't work. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? It's, it didn't work. <laughs> we got to do something else, Donna. <laughs> well, we, we saw from when, uh, when her plan in uh, later on the season, when they had to try to, you know, get uh, Gar and, and uh, Superboy back. Her plan was to all descend upon this place, be outnumbered, and die. That was her plan. And her plan was if we die, we die. That was the plan. <laughs> like, she was like, you know, even Rachel it. was like, um, it doesn't look like this is going to work. And she's like, yeah, nope, we're all going to die. And it was like, was that all? Uh, yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and give Babs her props for at least, <laughs> even if it all goes wrong, at least she she has an idea that she's very confident in and thinks will yeah. work and she has no real reason to think it won't because right. gotham has never tried it before so i will <laughs> give her all her props for that i really will because yeah the rest of them are just bucking <laughs> yo don and hank didn't even tr- didn't even pretend to have any kind of input on that at all other than i don't like what you came up with that was their entire contribution to that whole thing <laughs> well we're saying they're not very good planners either hank nearly lost his little hank <laughs> planning badly like <laughs> so you know and i mean it's not like the whole thing with gotham and its problem with costume crazy people i can see why one might say we'd be better off just not having any costume crazy people however it's not really a thing that we have many examples of like costumed like heroes turning into villains. Like, it's not like, like how many villains backstory is that they were a vigilante hero and now they're a villain. Who's that? It's basically nobody. So it's not like we have a hero to villain psychosis pipeline going here. You know what I mean? And it's also not like there's an example of a city that had some vigilantes looking over it that went absolutely to hell when they showed up. So, I mean, I feel like what's probably happening here is she either blames Batman for her dad dying, or maybe Batman does something wildly violent when he thinks Jason dies. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, 
but you still don't solve this problem by getting rid of the only people who are being of any help. But, <laughs> like it's, it's like all right, but are the bad guys gonna go the fuck off now because Batman retires? Because I feel like you putting all these extra hard like um right. what you gonna call it? What would they call it? Yeah, yeah, these laws and curfews and yeah. all that. That's not gonna end well. That's just gonna piss no. everyone off. And then it's gonna make it easier for Redhead to be like, hey guys, want some freedom? And then they're gonna be like, yeah, we miss going out mm-hmm. at night. Right. Like, it's gonna go bad. Like, um, the only people who are gonna like at all care to observe any of that are the worst, any are like normal people anyway, who, who were probably, I mean, what normal person is going out in golf and after dark anyway? Whoever was, right? Anyone who Unless lives there is not normal. Them. No, either they're not normal or like literally they don't leave the house after the sunset. Like they go there nine to five and exactly five, they bolt themselves in the house until morning. <laughs> like there's no way if you don't work a night job, you're just out at night in Gotham. Who would I mean, be? I mean, this is like, to be honest, this is kind of what happened with the Dark Knight, the movie. Like they had this big plan to get all the criminals off the streets and it was working great but they forgot about the dirty cops. So it's like, because they didn't lurk into the dirty cops, all of that ended up being for nothing. Like it ended up not mattering. So it's like, okay, Babs can plan all this shit, but if she's planning it with a bunch of people who are secretly working against her, then none of it's gonna matter. None yeah, of it will matter. Like you well, gotta do something about like... those cops first. <laughs> Cause you remember in, oh God, I wanna say season four of the Vampire Diaries, when like Alaric went bad and decided he was going to clean up the town and he was going to get rid of the vampires and he was extremely successful and everyone was like oh my gosh um and he was like yeah it's amazing what happens when you don't have vampires in the council and you actually try to get rid of them <laughs> yeah they basically have vampires in the council in gotham y'all got criminals all in the police department so i'm pretty sure there's probably people working with red hood up in that police department with all with penguin and all these big gang lords and uh-huh. all of them so it's just like oh you're doing all this planning with them in the room and then they just leave and call up their people be like oh this is what the cops are planning yeah all for nothing for nothing pointless yeah totally pointless and mm-hmm. i would be uh, and i would be very surprised if this was the only costume vigilante on that police force let's be real <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering, do you think he's gonna rejoin the police? I don't know that he is. I'm wondering if he's gonna talk to Scarecrow as Nightwing and that, you know what I mean? Rather than as himself. Cause I don't, <laughs> I mean, the show yeah. could blow past it, but dude's a fugitive. So how's he gonna be yeah. joining, joining the police force again yeah. or getting a regular job? I don't know about that. I don't, I think he's, I think he's over that segment of his life. I don't think he's gonna, he's gonna try to do that. Um, He seems to have kind of effectively like made a separation between his life before and after. Um, Um, So I don't think he's gonna try to be a policeman, but I can see him trying to kind of hero to hero relate to or work with Babs and then finding out like, oh, she's a whole different kind of situation now. Yeah. That seems like that's going to be their conflict because I'm willing to bet you that he'd be like, yo, okay, so let's get our bat crap and get our vigilante on. It's just like y'all got problems here. And she's going to be like, actually, we're going to go through the official channels. And he's going to be like, really bad? And she's going to be like, yeah, really, dick. <laughs> yeah, so about that, I don't even, like, I was trying to explain this to someone. They just weren't getting what I was saying. So for me, this 
the idea i'm sorry it's just funny to laugh i'm like laughing because it's so stupid the idea of i've never seen a show do this to me before and it's just so amusing to me so to even have this article be like oh um these two are going to rekindle their romance and try a whole um superhero um partnership partnership and babs is wary of all vigilantes she thinks they think they're god and that they're obsolete and i'm like huh that's their whole life so basically telling me right right in the article where you introduce her officially that she is has like fundamental differences Mm -hmm. with the person who's going to be her love interest and you're even going farther to tell me exactly what those differences are so I basically know exactly what they're going to be fighting about this season probably why they'll break up so on that note why do I have to see it at all I mean we could have done all this in a flashback what is the point of showing me them get together there's going to be no surprises because i already know oh, why they're going right, to have issues they already, said too much. they already told us what they're going right. to be fighting about but why i will tell you that's one reason that, well that's one reason that i tend to avoid like promos and stuff like that because they do often like you know uh spoil stuff and say too much and that kind of thing um yeah. i don't so. think i've ever like i i was trying to think back and like I think the best I can compare it to is like Patty when Patty was coming on the flash uh-huh. and how they described it. They're like, oh, she's nerdy and she's this and that, just like Barry, and she's gonna be the flash's felicity and da 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 da, right? <laughs> and then when she gets on the show, they're fine, but then you get to see in real time, oh, this is why they're gonna break up. Mm-hmm. When you see them fighting and stuff, you're like, oh, he doesn't really trust her. She has authority issues and boundary issues and uh-huh. blah, blah blah and so they didn't mention that in the freaking article right right like imagine they didn't just if they go ahead and tell it right imagine if they had introduced patty oh she she doesn't like vigilante well she feels this kind of way because something happened to her father and barry doesn't really <laughs> quite like patty because she's not like iris flash see you in september like imagine if they did that like you'd be like oh what? my god what did, what are you be through with her even faster than we were already through with her like, why did you tell us their whole plot for like i'm so i'm like it's not like i'm worried or anything i just now i feel like i'm about to have my time wasted because i know yeah. there's no arc and i'm just like why and i mean i i think they're overestimating how how interesting a conflict that is because I gotta tell you, if I was on the fence about the whole vigilante thing, I wouldn't watch anything in this entire genre. I, I like, like the viewers of this are already pretty decided about how we feel about vigilantism. That's like right. why we watch this kind of thing, and we're not watching cop movies. Like, so we're we're already like we already know who the side on side is that we're supposed to be on, right? Because that's the whole narrative is on that side so That's the whole genre. We, we don't agree with babs already and we know she's not going to end up being right about it right this is not there's a cop, no way that it's not a, it's, right it's not a cop show right so it's a vigilante right. show so we know the vigilante is going to be right so they're just setting her up to be someone who are like why are you here saying these things we don't agree with and don't care about for what reason right and then plus we know that more likely than not in the end because that's how it is in this whole in this whole thing she's gonna have to be a vigilante too 
I mean, she kind of is. The minute, like, you can be like, oh, fuck Batman all you want, but <laughs> you can still be like working with Nightwing and the Titans, kind of, but you don't really want to, but you still are. Girl, you vigilante too. You my informant. What's up? Right. Exactly. We best friends. I'm about to hang a picture of you up in this Titans tower. <laughs> Stop playing. Like, you, you, we'll have your you, suit in the basement. Whatever. You, you're saying a lot of stuff, and but you ain't doing it. <laughs> like, so. right. because i mean am i supposed to buy that to any extent if she finds that like the police department isn't getting the job done she's just gonna go oh well that's all the legal channels we have access to no. <laughs> she's gonna be like well guess we'll die no she won't she's gonna call the titans look yeah. babs babs stop playing <laughs> right she's gonna call Cut the titans out. or she's gonna oracle up or whatever like <laughs> I- it would actually tickle me if Dick was just like, girl, stop. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> like, I mean, it would it be a funny twist if she comes in with all of that and he immediately diffuses it all. <laughs> She's like, you know what? You're right. Let's bang it out. It's going to be like, oh, wow. So anyway, um, <laughs> when are we going to meet later and <laughs> do this whole party? Like, glad you feel that way or whatever, but like, come on. Right. Like, it's so whatever. <laughs> and... Yeah. As, if, as if she gets kidnapped and then the titan shows up and she's like no not y'all go, go get the, <laughs> Call police. the police go get the cops why are you here come on, come on. Come on. Babs, come on babs come on i mean <laughs> you know to torture y'all with vampire diaries analogies that was all screw the vampires so somebody snapped the quarterback's arm now he's like he's got vampire blood <laughs> yeah Every you time know. they heal someone with, with vampire blood, every episode, and every episode, they're like, oh, vampires, pain of our existence. <laughs> then someone breaks a toe and they're like, hey, Damon, I know I said you're a bitch yesterday <laughs> and I hope you die, but can you come heal my big toe? Like, <laughs> By the end of that show, we see more people drink his blood than people whose blood he drank. Oh my goodness. Damon <laughs> should have just been a doctor, like at the end of it. Like, <laughs> dude was healing everybody and their mom. That's why he was so good with Meredith. <laughs> oh my God. The one time that like... backfired. And I always say it backfired. Like, Elena, no, it didn't. He well, would have been dead otherwise. No, but the reason I'm saying it backward is because we were then saddled with that annoying cure storyline where she's like, I need the cure. I need to be human. I need, and then people were like dying or whatever. And they got to the cure and she's like, actually, I kind of like being a vampire. I would have beat her ass. Oh my God, I would have, I'd have beat her ass. I know. Everybody went through so much for that. Poor Jeremy. Like, gave so his immortal soul for that. And then she like, was like, she was like arguing with Rebecca. No, Rebecca doesn't need the cure. Why not? Because I want it. So does she, ho. Like, what? You're going to have right. to come with some more and evidence for your case. Ago. Like, you're going to have to present a case as to why you should get this cure, said Rebecca. Especially since this whole time you've been saying you don't want it. This whole entire time. Man, she was so annoyed. And but, then she went back to wanting it, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Right? She yeah. did. She went back to wanting I it. I think the show shouldn't have, shouldn't have let her get it. Um, because I think she should have had to just, like, live with that consequence of giving it to Catherine. Man. She should have just had to live with it. That cure thing was so annoying. Um because i mean consequences who needs them but speaking of consequences and knowing when to give up the ghost 
let's get to Hank and Don. Um, yeah. <laughs> we gotta get there, otherwise we'll never make it there. Yeah, we won't. Um, so we want to go right into like speculation and then talk about the yeah. teaser? Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk about, <laughs> so we talk about the article, we'll talk about season three speculation for a bit, and then we'll actually go through their very short teaser. Okay. Hi. <laughs> we could talk about the Vampire Diaries all day, no, but that's not what anybody came here for. <laughs> so yeah, let's like, let's move along. <laughs> so I'm pretty, I feel like Dawn is gonna die. Yeah, I do too. Um, and I mean, she is nails on a chalkboard my entire life. So I'm okay with that. Every second of her, I'm just, I, I dislike her so much. Um, most of the characters I have my like yeses and noes with. There's not even a scene where I'm like, Dawn is the best. Not, not even a scene. No, oh. <laughs> no, because now I'm trying to think. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. Um, I actually enjoyed okay. Hank's, Hank's relap adventure. I I did actually find that to be pretty fun, where he was like, you know, having to go like find out who like robbed the laundry man. Then we turned out like that turns out he like got high and he sold his suit to the kid. I found that actually kind of girl fun, that the, adventure. the way the way I will never watch those scenes. Like <laughs> if you if you held a gun to my head and you said, "Bell, watch 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 faux hawk all the way through," I'd be like, "Take take me take me to the Lord, take me to my Creator." I absolutely refuse, <laughs> refuse to watch that shit. You know, and I think what it just annoyed me because it was just like, why, why here, why here? Like this is all this build up and something for you. Like here's a random side quest for Hank, and I'm like, Hank, I cannot stand. Last time I saw this dude, he was being a complete asshole to the sister of someone who got killed because of him. I don't want to hear any more from him. So this was no, a place I, to be like, watch his side class. I was like, fuck this guy. I don't want to watch this right now. I agree that and it was poorly annoyed, placed. It annoyed but, me so much that I still haven't watched it. So but there I, we are. But I, but I, but I did actually, those are probably my favorite Hank, Hank favorite Hank that I think probably because it was Don Free. I will like no, I will take I will take your word for it. I will. And I'm sure it was <laughs> oodles of fun. Um, but <laughs> personally, I personally can do without it in my life. And I will. just like I still haven't watched the karaoke scene and I still haven't watched that that scene with Jason and Rose. Oh, oh my God. Quoting lyrics from Shakespeare, that, the West Side Story. West Side Story. I, that was no, 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 the cringe, the cringe. Like, look, I, so I have an issue where I get like secondhand embarrassment when characters <laughs> are doing things I would never, ever, ever do. And those are one of the things, like I would never, I would sooner throw myself off a building than recite like lines or poetry to someone who I am interested in. Like, I can't. It would make me so uncomfortable to try and do it. And it makes me uncomfortable to watch other people do it too. No, so, no. I will say that Hank's side quest was not as bad yeah, as the Day Rose like, love scene. Like I'm love, sure it was love cute. Situation. I'm sure it was cute, but I just couldn't do it. I was just like, ooh, this makes me uncomfortable. I cannot. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> well, I mean, it did give us the great line. Oh, it's just another drug addict in a cape with an Instagram. Um, oh, no. I <laughs> Um, that's probably my favorite bit of lore from the show that that's a thing instagram's just full of drug addicts and capes in their world i love that 
hilarious. You know what? I, okay, I found something. I liked Dawn in the finale. Really? Yeah. I well, I didn't like the stupid apology scene in her and Hancock because I thought that was one-sided <laughs> and not at all accurate to, to what we saw. Right. Um, it didn't but, seem like either of them, much less both of them, understood what they did what was that was wrong at all. No, it was like they had to end their whole arc on that it was just annoying to me. It was like, do y'all, so y'all learn nothing, like Alice, nothing. Well, why do we see all of that? Anyway, I'll, I can't because I'll get annoyed all over again. But I thought I liked her scene with Corey and Donna. That like that little scene. I thought she was funny and cute there. And I like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, there's just this thing that the show does. And it's very reminiscent to what they used to do with... I'm trying to think of another show other than TV, but I can't. Oh, no, no. You know, actually, I'll use the Flash as an example this time with Caitlin. So Caitlin would do all kind of reckless, horrible shit. And so what other characters, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason. It was always fun if Caitlin did it. Whatever reason. No you didn't one, make excuses. Yeah, no one ever really called her out on it. And she never apologizes for these things. No. It's always, it's always something some other third parties fault or oh something else and it's always mm-hmm. you always get Barry going it's okay Caitlin I understand you understand that she was human trafficking people what what what, what right what you understand what? she tried to kill you you understand she teamed up with the villain why do you understand you understand she snapped off Cisco's hands you understood that I don't know right and then even the fandom is just like whatever no one even holds her accountable for that but everyone's on iris's ass or being a little aggy at the beginning of season four so you can be annoying and that's a, a crime but you kill people and it's killing not. people and having people trafficking humans fine what is that so that's i feel like that's what this show does with dawn yeah and like and dawn would be less annoying if the show didn't do it and the like only time the only time i thought oh my gosh someone's finally going to be like hey you actually participated in doing this bad thing and you should have to apologize for it was when you know sister. i was his sister yeah but she was eh about it after what hank she was like oh well, get out she'll get over it and then when hank broke up with her but then she still didn't get it and when no. she, and when she was with donna later and they talked about the breakup there was still no blame put on dawn it was just like right. hank left me and donna was like okay i get it huh like there's never anything and then you get the finale everyone's going around on apology tours right except her like she never has to say sorry and it's so annoying. And it feels like it feels like she never actually understands what she did wrong or that right. she did anything wrong like and the she show know? and the show doesn't either and like, neither do other characters like no one is ever like okay so where's my apology don't like no there's nothing right. she never does anything wrong even though i'm seeing her do it wrong and so and that's I my, would love to watch her apologize to Dick for like 80 things. But that's, you know, that's my issue because I don't have an issue with flawed characters. I mean, I'm a fan of Damon Salvatore. Like, <laughs> right. So clearly I don't I love a hot mess. I could, I could love even the worst characters, but I just don't like when the show is gaslighting me 
uh-huh. about them never doing anything wrong. That annoys me. And so that is my issue with her. I find for when the show, show attaches everything they do wrong with some sort of excuse for like, you know, their backstory or like other people influencing them or whatever, like like Klaus on the Vampire Diaries. Or like, Hank. Or, or Hank. Hank. Yeah. Everything. Every time he does something truly foul, they're just like, remember something bad, really awful and unforgivable happened to him in his childhood. And then it's basically, you can almost hear the violin playing when he's, uh-huh. and as Dawn is there patting his head like he's a freaking pit bull. And oh my God, this thing happened to me. And she's like, I know this she thing really you're talking does, like, about. She really does interact with him oh, like he's an angry dog. It's, it's so weird. so annoying. I'm, I'm over it. I don't want to see any more of it. I'm glad one of them dying because their dynamic I'm is just... so annoying. Oh, there's someone behind you. Okay. <laughs> just no, it's just annoying. What's like I don't want to. I don't want to hear any more of it. I don't want to see it no more. Like. Oh my god. So yeah, I'm glad they're breaking up so we don't have to deal with their repetitive circular relationship dynamic. Maybe that'll make uh make it make it better. Yeah. Um, it's hard to imagine that making it worse. So I'm gonna go with better. Yeah. Um, I mean. Yeah, because I don't know what to say. His conflict like, is going to be. It's not going to be. Uh, should we be together? Should we be apart? Should we be doing this or like not doing this? He's not going to just be like doing that with himself. So at least we know that that's over. Yeah, I'm just done. I feel like season two just showed me that they don't really have anything else up their sleeve with them, other than no. them fighting about retiring, and that's that's it. That's all their story is ever going to be like. They don't well, have anything new there's nothing new for them well that's because like all of their stuff from the comics relies on elements that are not here like they have like a lot they're like it's a lot of like magical stuff that's right. like their plot in the in the comics so if you if they don't have their powers here and they don't have any of the mythical artifacts or any of the weird mythical bird demon villains that they had in their like rogues gallery it makes sense there's kind of nothing for them to do do you know what i mean I mean, as separately, yeah, but I mean, I feel like, I feel like the solution for season two with Dawn, Hank, and Donna was to actually have them properly interact with the other characters, and they always felt like this separate entity, so it's like, even when they were in the tower, the three of them were in another room, they're somewhere Right, they were so cliquish, they were always stuck to each other. That's the word, it's they're always this click, like the three of them always somewhere else. And it was just like, they felt like, (laughs) this is a rude word, but like a tumor, like they weren't supposed to even be there. Like it's like off to the side. And I'm like, why aren't they talking to other people, being around other people? Well, I think that's, I think that's part of like the show's tendency to be very kind of stuck on being comic accurate. And it's true in the, like in the books when these characters interacted with the titans they did some missions with them but they were never really like part of the team part of the team so i feel like that's kind of so i feel like it's sort of inheriting inheriting that in the same way that the relationship between dick and jason inherited that dynamic and that's Um, that's fine but only to an extent because then you start to notice that they shouldn't be there when you won't even let them have a single conversation with someone else yeah you know what I mean when when it's just always oh these three are always going to have the same or these two are always going to have the same exact dynamics and the person they're going to talk to the most is Donna who also doesn't want to be there and it's like 
okay, here's these three people who don't want to be there. And then we're going to give them <laughs> half the screen time in every episode to talk about how they don't want to be there. And I'm like, you know what? Now I don't want you here. Right. It was so oh, exhausting. here we go. So you got what you wanted. Like <laughs> I got tired. Like it was yeah. exhausting. And I mean, I really, I really feel like it's a two-sided yeah. thing when you're really kind of stuck on a dynamic from another medium with care mm-hmm. with how you're gonna present things. Because, you know, some of the stuff here felt kind of out of place because it's kind of inherited stuff. That's how it felt to me. Like when Dick and Jason fell out, it felt very like kind of out of nowhere, very abrupt. Their dynamic suddenly becoming, you know, so different without much cause. It was like, what is this? And it felt like that was happening because that's what their dynamic is canonically, more so than because the thing that actually happened here in this, you know, adaptation. You know what I mean? I felt like um, definitely season one, Jason, like him and Dick's relationship not being good felt more natural. Right. And like, more valid but then in season two they had like they had dick and jason together more than they were in the books technically when jason was robin so it was just a little off the way they just could not talk when it was just silly because it's like you've been living together for three months now by the time we saw them in episode two and it's like y'all still have well, no basic understanding of each other at all it felt like a right. little silly like I mean it was just very uh, abrupt because they yeah. went from like growing pains of trying to get to know each other to suddenly I hate you and it was like okay I really don't feel like in this show in this context they justified that feeling out of Jason with what they gave us here. You know what I mean? No, not not when we never had a we never had a thing in the comic where Nightwing and Robin were together for like a good four months. That right. never happened. So this for them to be like, oh, they were together all this time and they still don't they can't even <laughs> they can't tell anything about each other. They don't understand each other at all still. Right. It's just silly. Like I didn't get it. No. Um, I mean, it literally felt to me like the dynamic was that was like that literally just because it's supposed to be like that, not because what happened actually no. leads them to be like that. Because what happened in the show doesn't make sense with them being that way. No, to move because um, we, what we're missing, what we didn't see, is months of them eating food, eating meals together, probably hanging out, watching TV together, training right, together, like you know probably cooking together going shopping yeah. together you got clothes from somewhere you know doing all these things together and right. it's like I don't really buy that they still don't they still don't have any kind of relationship at all right and then it's so fragile that like a thing so that they could do to him something he did to someone else that he barely knows was enough to completely sever it all like really right like so easily like I don't know you I know. thought that was that was a force in my opinion it was and it just you know it felt like okay we know what point a is we know point b is we need him to get to point b by episode you know x so there there he is especially when like the contrast was oh you have donna and Corey have also been together for three months alone for the same amount of time and they seemed closer so what uh-huh. the hell happened with, with the kind of kids right. that don't make no sense like no, it what, doesn't. Do you mean, what do you mean um anyway I can't, I can't yeah and then we see clearly he you know got fairly close with guard does he suddenly not care about going out on him like you know 
him and Gar were like friends. They were buddies. Yeah. So I'm just like, what's going on? Like, why don't they get goodbyes or anything after Jason comes back to the tower? I was like, what is that? Stupid. Right. It was very <laughs> weird. And I feel like it was one of those things where, like, you know, they're making this for people who are familiar with the comics. And if you're familiar with the comics, you're used to them acting antagonistic in that kind of way. So you're like, yeah. oh, they're just like that. You don't necessarily think about the fact that this entity, this singular entity, this show didn't actually tell that story. And it didn't make sense because then you look at season one and I think season one was maybe about the same or less time passed in season one with Corey, Dick, um, Gar, Rachel, as did with Dick and the kids, like those two or three months I'm like how did the core four end up being like a little family unit unit but then you have these four in the tower for months with each other and it's just like we don't know anything about each other somehow right and apparently these adults just hung out in a little huddle together eating takeout and never spoke to any of these children what was that so they ordered chinese food just for themselves like what? <laughs> yeah i can't it's so annoying <laughs> there's six people in the house we're ordering for three and we won't speak to you like whoever was making that choice to like just... high school girls I like that sorry choice. you can't set with us because we're the old titans and you guys well, just kids. literally it's like that scene from mean girls like oh this is the table with the blah blahs and the blah blahs and this is the table with the with the the um band freaks and this is the science club like what the hell like why are they so separate who made like fine we get it that oh the old team has these secrets but then they should only be separate when they're talking about that, not always. Right. They can right. still eat with other people. Like, what is going on? Right, it was so weird. And like, also no one commented on that, but that feels like something that someone in that house has said something about. Like, right. hello, hi Don, nice to see you. Like, like really nobody minded? That, that feels weird, doesn't it? Could you imagine like Jason not minding that they don't speak to him? I think I think in this whole show, two seasons, Corey and Hank talk once. <laughs> I think like one time. It's silly when you really look at it. It's just dumb. Um, but I mean, we can't dwell on that forever. They, it's over. Whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, and you know, like I was um, earlier, we were kind of talking about Donna and I was saying that I think the reason that they had her being the way that she was like, so, you know, kind of crunched in and like depressive and moody and like weird and dumb is because they want to have like a real contrast when she kind of comes back from the dead as this other person. Um, because, you know, going from like Donna to being Troya, um, who's like, you know, a new person, new hero and all of that. Um, and, you know, part of that involves kind of uh, reconnecting some of the severed connections from the Amazons and all of that. Um, and it kind of, you know, if that's what's going on here, they're showing that, you know, when she's totally kind of disconnected from her people and her purpose, she's just not all that she kind of can be. Um, and she's kind of a sad shell of herself. And, that sort of tracks as a as a character arc and the kind of contrast sort of makes sense if that's not it then i i hope to not be wrong at all because i'd like to see her back better 
Yeah, I'm hoping. Um, because like the Victoria... conversation of her is very like, is confident. She's very, you know, and like when we first see her introduced, like first, first see her in Chicago, she definitely comes across like she's somebody who's kind of confident and has some like strength to her. So I'm thinking it's more of a like proximity to like the terrible part of her life dominated by deathstroke that gave us the depth of sorry out of her than that being her genuine personality. Mm-hmm. You have like so you have a little feedback coming back from your mic. I don't know if it's moving. I don't I don't know. Hmm. Okay, well, well, well. <laughs> no, but I mean, um, I'm hoping that Donna's rebirth is like a very little rebirth and that yeah. she's just a more confident person when yeah. she comes back. Because I don't really, I mean, I've said this all the time, like, I may have hangups about certain characters from season two. But because I really like the show, I don't want that to continue. If they're gonna, if the characters are gonna stay, I want to like them. So yeah, I just want them to fix the writing for them, so that yeah. I can enjoy all of the show, <laughs> and I won't have to skip random ass arcs and episodes. Right. I don't want to have to do that anymore, or entire <laughs> episodes like I did in season one. Um, <laughs> I, I made it through all of it. Uh, I'm the trooper for the team, but I mean, I guess, you know, I think that, I think she is going to kind of come back better. And I mean, we've seen that this actress does have the potential to like give us that kind of hero presence. Um, so we're not dealing with like just a basic incapability of, you know, giving us the kind of vibe that we're here for. So I think we're going to see it. I think she just wasn't there yet. Mm. Um, And I mean, also, one of the things about season one is all of the sort of backstory behind season two had already happened. We just didn't know what it was. So all those characters were affected by it. We just didn't know what had happened to cause all of that. So that's also kind of a factor. Yeah, and I don't think they really did as... Mm. Yeah, I don't think they did the greatest job um, <laughs> explaining what the event was that happened. Cause it just, when you have the context, a lot of the stuff that was said and done in season one seems really nasty. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think they meant to do that on purpose. No. But yeah. <laughs> well, I think also we kind of have a fundamental issue that like, I feel like us as viewers, we really don't feel like Dick is as responsible for the breakup with Don and the death of Joey as these characters in universe seem to feel. Yeah. And like, cause like their behavior is like valid if he's like actually responsible for that, but it isn't if he's not, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I think that's like part of the issues is that I don't agree with. <laughs> I don't agree with what some of these characters are. Yeah, we don't agree with the morality of the characters. Yeah, I don't agree um, with the morality of it. So, I mean. Because, um, yeah. you know, I, because in the event that he was responsible of, you know, the death of an innocent kid and in the event that he did, like, you know, hurt his girlfriend, neglect his girlfriend and, you know, wound up, like, uh, you know, having to get, like, left by him or whatever because he was such a scrub, like, it, their interpretation of events was the same interpretation we had then their season one behavior seems pretty valid you know what i mean yeah 
And um, but we don't think he's really responsible for any of that. Uh, we think he did everything he could to avoid both of those things happening. But additionally, so. I don't think the show, the show itself, even agrees with what was actually presented to us. Is that these characters are superheroes, and the entire point of being a superhero is you're supposed to be protecting the innocent who -hmm. cannot protect themselves. So the old team all this time were like easy waters, a smooth sailing for them, winning all of their big fights, Mm -hmm. um, conquering every villain, all of that. And Deathstroke was the very first real threat or like problem they ran into that they couldn't get around. And for them to absolutely crumble upon their first real challenge (laughs) makes them look so pathetic. And what's worse, when you think about what they were asking Dick to do in the end was let Joey go be with his father, stop trying to stop Deathstroke. What they were telling him to do was because we're afraid of him and we can't figure out a way to stop him we want you to let him go and what he will do when he's let go is continue to be a contract killer murdering people all over the globe yeah they're saying and we want you to not let him train his son to be like that as well if he doesn't kill him one or the other so the more so whose morals am i supposed to agree with i'm sorry am i supposed to believe it is heroic for a bunch of superheroes to go, we're very scared. So please let the bad guy go and let him murder whoever he wants, as long as it's no one that we know. <laughs> That's, excuse me? Why would I agree that the person who's like, no, we got to stop him at any, co- any cost is the one who's wrong in this situation? Right. So I don't, I still, I'm still baffled why there were so many people in the fandom who was like, yeah, Dick's a shit leader. I'm baffled why the show was saying it, and I'm baffled why so many of the, many of the old Titans apparently didn't owe Dick an apology. Right. What the hell is the definition of a superhero? I feel like, I feel like really the, uh, the show has kind of fallen into that, that trap where... <laughs> they are kind of going with the morality for of the majority of the protagonists because they're the majority of the protagonists um, i feel like they just wanted to tell a they wanted to tell a um kind of warped version of a hero's journey for deck where it's, he has to go to his lowest and then rise to the top again like a phoenix but it was the details that were messed up because he didn't actually do anything wrong to deserve to be pushed in the fire so to speak you know what I mean so it didn't track it didn't translate well and then yeah it was they took too long to have the rise part of the story happen they took too long to get to that point so it's like you're in you're in episode nine out of 13 and now the team is breaking (laughs) up nine episodes in so this right. is the start of this journey now? Right, right. What? And I think that had this moved along more quickly, we wouldn't have thought too much about it. Um, so it, it might have worked better. You're right. If it had moved more quickly, so we didn't think too much about the details of all of it. Um, it, it just was kind way, of happened and we kept going. Way too late in the season for that to be the start of his real low point and that to be when the team left 
And then they didn't come back together until the finale. That's right. not how you do this. The, literally their first mission, like as a team, as a reconstituted Titan, it was, was the very last scene and yeah. we didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, so they, it was so, off screen. So the, the pacing, they messed their first up the pacing, <laughs> but more than anything, they messed up the morality. The moral, morality of the entire season was completely fucked. And I feel like the only person who was making any sense was Corey and yeah. I'm not saying that because she's my fave I'm saying that because she seemed to be the only one who understood hey even if you don't know this person we're supposed to be heroes and if they're in danger and you need help you help them you're not supposed to be go right. giving in to your fear and saying no don't kill me kill that other person instead right. why like what she right. asked, like when so she, like, when she, like when she asked Donna she's like why don't we just track him and neutralize him and Donna was like it's not that simple except that it is because that's literally how y'all stopped him it was just yeah they found him or he found them and then Nightwing and Ravager tag teamed him and he died yeah it was awesome all it took was more than one person trying to fight him at the same time which yeah. in the flashbacks never happened it was right. him versus he, one person one-on-one on one, and he snuck up on them too so clearly he knows that he can't take it all at the same time. And he still wasn't planning to do that. He wanted to, to meet down there in that little plaza and he was going to drop Jason off the building while yeah. they were down there. Yeah. So about that. It didn't make sense. The morals didn't make sense. No. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking at it and I'm like, the guy who wants to stop the murderer is the bad guy. And the show was like, yes. And then they just kept saying, yeah, that's that's what we're saying. I'm like, are you yeah, sure? Yeah, low-key seems like that's going to be the <laughs> conflict with, uh, with that girl. Uh, who's the bad guy? The person trying to stop the bad guy. Yeah, I guess how you stop them. And it's like, well, does it matter how you stop them if they get stopped, Bobber? Come on, Babs. Like, does it matter who did it? Like, come right. on. It's, you know, and these characters Jeez. get very caught up in, like, the details of, like, well, you didn't do this exactly right or that exactly right. This wasn't perfect. But, like, ultimately, we get it done or we don't get it done, y'all. Ma'am, we wouldn't even need Batman if the Gotham Police Department had their shit together. But you don't. Right. <laughs> like, that's why he got here in the first place. Right. I mean, Batman, like, oh, is the one who financed Arkham. So he already had the, okay, what if we took the crazy people and put them in an asylum plan? Oh then God. the doctor started going crazy. Yeah, well, not even. And on top of that, they were like, um, people in Arkham and some of the comments were like getting paid to let to let people break out. So even, yeah. the, even the people working at Arkham were dirty. So it's just like, mm-hmm. y'all have an infrastructure issue. Yeah. And they're trying to act like it's Batman's fault, but he, it's not. He's just a, a rich guy. Right. You're this is on He's y'all. Done all that he possibly could to resolve any of this. He helps. Y'all are supposed to be doing all that infrastructure stuff legally and right. sorting your shit out and doing background checks and putting dirty cops and prison guards in prison, doing what you're supposed to be doing. And Whatever that, happened with Harley Quinn should not have happened. Where where are the orderlies in Arkham? Y'all are y'all are fucking up. That's the problem. <laughs> Like, this is not Batman's fault. If Batman loses his shit and punches a guy in the face too many times, okay. But you had seven dirty cops assist the whole gang yesterday. So, I mean, maybe maybe the priorities are a little screwed. 
I don't know what to say about that, but okay. I, I mean, I can understand why, like, you know, uh, Trigun Nightmare uh, Batman just decided, you know what I'm going to do? Blow up Arkham, and then we're going to go back to the house and kill the police department. I see where you were going with it. <laughs> I mean. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, no. you know what? Y'all are not solving either of these problems. I'm about to solve both of these problems. Nobody's breaking out of any of this. Nobody, I, feel no more like, I feel like if it really goes None. the way we think it's going to go and they just, um, <laughs> and they just go, she just goes ahead and she's like, I can't work with you anymore. And she makes their wanted posters so they'll stay off the streets and all of that. And then she ends up kidnapped. It's going to be like, come on. What, what would the, <laughs> what possible outcome could come from that? You have people like the Joker who Batman just can't get to stay in Arkham because he keeps breaking out magically, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's no there's no way there's clearly someone helping him get the hell out of there, right? Right. Like all these crazy criminals that the cops just cannot stop. They're not going to go anywhere just because Batman goes somewhere. Right, because that's assuming they're here because of Batman, but they right. predate Batman right like i mean uh, who, who was it that killed his parents again come on uh gotham had crime before we had batman it was the crime that created batman not the other way around yeah like so you know but i mean it's our favorite thing to do to blame heroes for not being gods um yeah. because you know if you can't solve every problem in the world then it's not okay to let you try it's Dumb. Like I can't imagine. I cannot imagine risking my life unpaid every night, and then having someone being like, "You're not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. Are you gonna pay a bill of mine? Like, what? What is this? Right. Like, can I get some? Insurance? You're not doing enough. This is literally your job. Right. <laughs> the heck? I do you can. know how the, how there should be none of this for them to do because the person who should be going out after these cops and crazy should be the police like child if the fbi would do something about death stroke i wouldn't be hunting death stroke where's the fbi right where's the cia, the CIA? this dude just running wild like is someone gonna do something about right. that i guess we just like, don't have spying agencies to deal with like international threats there yeah. um okay. you just got you just got assassins who run around murdering people getting hired by big names then buying property with the blood money on u.s soil and it's just all good right can he, can he prove how he earned the money to buy the house slate this like does he get um does he do taxes right Where, where's the irs to ask this man how he affords his house i remember how how dick signs ravager so she was like on tv racking up these cops and he just found her laid laid out somewhere <laughs> He just, he just drove up to where he saw her on the TV because the cops have not done that. No, no. LAPD, just like ooh, whoever is this San Francisco. Um, they just went and went to sleep. They were like, all right, got our asses kicked by a little girl. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go home to our wives. Like, what? where did they go? Like, how you miss the girl in the alley? Yeah, she literally but, just beat okay. the cops up and then just like passed out somewhere. And rather than them finding her, picking her up and putting her back in prison, they were like, well, unless that's done. They never found Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Cops never found Corey. 
They freaking never found Dick. Dick's just out here whole. No. These, these cops are not good at their jobs. Oh, remember when Corey's about to walk in the police station? He's like, you're wanted. She was like, girl, whatever. She probably could have. You know what? When he's like, oh, this is a police station. You're wanted. You can't go. She probably could have gone in there. Yeah. They probably terrible. wouldn't have noticed. Because it's, they're not, they're useless. Remember how they managed to kidnap Rachel yeah. in the police station? Look. He got kidnapped out of a police station by a fake cop. I cannot do Nobody it. Nobody was like, I don't it. think I recognize this guy. I cannot do it. I can't. <laughs> so yeah, Rachel said oh. what she was supposed to do. She was like, oh no, someone got my guardian. Now I'm alone. I need to go to the police for help. She got all the way to the police station and then was kidnapped out of the police station. <laughs> I can't. Let's just move on because it's like... <laughs> No one is going to convince me that the cops in these verses are supposed to be someone you can trust to do anything. You can't. I don't know what Babs is. She got the good kush over there or whatever. I don't know what she's doing. And you know what Um, else? We also don't know what Red Hood's doing. Yeah. So I guess my, like, remember I had a theory based on the video game. So like in the comics, the Joker kills Jason and I think they retconned how he came back. So, like the Lazarus fit? Yeah, so like in the old versions, I don't think there was a Lazarus fit, but now that is, like I think I think originally Jason came back because of something Superboy Prime did, like some big DC event, but then like in the newer version of his backstory, um, I think he just came back through the Lazarus fit and that Talia is the one who did it who was responsible for that and she's the one who fed them all him all these lies about how Batman replaced him didn't mourn him and doesn't care and blah 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 and then he got real mad and decided you know what the only way to deal with my (laughs) anger is to just you know go murder lots of people and then people (laughs) like oh that's such a fair reaction is it though but okay. Um, I you, mean, <laughs> we could get into the critical race theory of that. I, <laughs> I mean, sure, if you say so. Like, he was being white out in these streets. Absolutely, absolutely decapitating people because your dad adopted a new son. That, that's no, that's really that's rational. Yes, so true, so true. Um, so anyway, um, in the video game, <laughs> I can't like it's just I don't get fans of this character. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll move on because I could go on forever. Right, we're, we've game. rather talking about falling down in yeah. Fight Club. We wind up in Incel Alley. That's all you can talk about. Them. I can't. So in, in the video game, which is why, <laughs> where I got this theory from, is basically he doesn't die. The Joker like records himself torturing Jason and pretends to shoot him or shoots him with a blank. So Bruce thinks he's dead, but it turns out he wasn't. So all this time, Joker had him in, a, in the asylum in Arkham and was like messing with his head, brainwashing him. I think Scarecrow was in on it and they were like, they messed up his head. Yeah. Like, like chemically and through like um, <clears throat> Stockholm Syndrome too. Yeah. And so I think they're kind of going to do something like that with the rest. I think so too. Because probably... I mean, that's why we have the Scarecrow here probably. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure if he actually dies or not. Um, who knows? He could really die and come back or it could be like the game where he doesn't. But either way, I think the person who's going to be messing with his head is not 
going to be Joker. It's going to be Scarecrow. Yeah. I don't think they can use much of Joker on the show. I was going to say, they're not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're not going to see much of him. Well, I mean, it looks like it probably is going to be Joker that hits him with a crowbar because we Definitely. saw the because we, we saw the guard with a smile. So Definitely. But yeah. I think yeah. that's going to be all that we get with that. Right. So just like far away shots of him. But yeah. So Scarecrow's pretty much taking the Talia you know, role. That role, yeah. Ta- the Talia slash Joker in the game's role, yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay with that. Yeah, okay with I don't that, mind. that actually sounds yeah. interesting yeah. to watch. Yeah. So, and I mean, yeah. I I look forward to uh, us getting uh, Jason again acting in a way that's like logically consistent. Yeah, because like season two, a lot of his behavior didn't really make sense. I felt like season one, he made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. So I look forward to those things kind of like lining up again, like his motivations and actual stuff that makes sense lining up. Right. Because what I was saying before all of this, and people are arguing against me, and I'm like, yo, I won't want to be friends with y'all. Y'all are weird. You're moving funny. So basically, they were, they were trying to say that, um, you know, how the old Titans bullied him and he went up to the roof and almost committed. The thing about that is they didn't, I don't know if they know he even did that. And obviously that wasn't their intention. Like they don't get me wrong. They were assholes, but they weren't like, you know what? Let's kill this kid. Like that's not right. No, that's not what happened. I think they thought that he went to go cry maybe. Right, right. Go punch a bag. So (laughs) not die. So my point is this, right? Because they obviously didn't mean to do that. It was never brought up after it happened. And he already stormed out that's not a valid cause to be like let me kill them plus Corey, dick gar connor what did those four do huh like that doesn't dick was outside hallucinating um cory didn't know what was happening gar was taking a nap connor was in a coma so it just make there's no actual right. motive to try and kill those four so that's why Corey was not like, drinking her feelings or something like and there's still no real motive to kill the other three because I'm like, if someone was that mean to you, was bullying you, the solution is, you know what, F this, I'm out of here. And he already did that. So, right. so he already did the solution, which was to leave and never talk to them again. So I'm right. just like, that's kind of the end of that story, right? right. So there's got to be some, some other reason that pushes him to be like, I'm going to try to kill pe- kill them now. I'm like, no, I don't think he's that mad. That doesn't no. make sense. And so people are like, oh, you know, they're like, no, that's a bad They showed him be far more sad than angry. He wasn't right. that angry about right. that. Right. Right. So, so people are like arguing this whole time, at least until this article came out and it became clear something else is happening. They were like, oh, yeah, that's a valid reason. He's so right. I'm like, he, I wouldn't want to be friends with you. We got into one fight and you have a secret emotional breakdown that I didn't know about. And then next thing, I'm getting shot in the face. Well, see, that's why they say you never know what people are going through. You got to be careful. Like, (laughs) absolutely. But also, huh? It's silly. Like, I get why school shooters be upset. But are they right, though? No. (laughs) They're not. What are we doing? Like, I just... Side-eyeing some people in this fandom after that. Because I was like, y'all a little scary. (laughs) I mean, it's... (laughs) One of the things about genre television and movies and all that kind of thing is it's very much so a thing that you have like a white man who has a very bad, no good day and then people die and you've got somebody who's out here like, see? And then 
everybody else is like other people have bad days too <laughs> everyone's a bad day. look no who in that who in that town had a bad day didn't hank, hank and don watch their pe- their family get murdered by trucks like in front of their yeah, eyes that's how they met <laughs> they hank, met in like group therapy hank's horrible childhood dick's horrible childhood i mean rachel poor rachel Gar, my God, Donna. <laughs> no one had a good time. No one is having it. Like, let's come oh. on now. That's that doesn't work because then there's too many other people who also lost everything that right. aren't doing that. This so it's like the serial killer show, and we don't always have to sit through the vampire. Day. So it's like y'all are literally y'all are giving me I support school shooter vibes with this whole yeah them being mean in that one episode meaning you should kill. <laughs> everyone who lives in the house does it though <laughs> so when the school shooter gets bullied by like three jocks and they go there and they open fire and they catch the random freshman who on their right. first day of school who's like yeah mom i'm starting high school dead like random band nerds <laughs> cheerleaders, right. cheerleaders who don't know them <laughs> like the math right. club like all these random people catching strays the teachers like that's valid knock it off y'all are weird please let's never meet in real life if y'all think if y'all agree with that because that i need you to go to just as much therapy as jason needs to go to because it seems like y'all both need to go y'all need to go to therapy as much as jason needs to go to if you think (laughs) if if you think if you think that makes sense please see somebody quickly quickly please so yeah, I like them giving so him like a valid reason. And there's lots of good like non-bending villains in the Batman mythos. I think uh, Scarecrow's a good a good choice. And yeah. I think it also just really kind of ties in well with what we've seen from the characters so far. Like he makes a good target, I think, for the Scarecrow. Yeah. I can, I can, you know, I can see it. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm here for it. And I like Vincent Cartesi. Let's, yeah, let's see what you guys got with that. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, uh, and I guess uh, speculation. Yeah, we can keep on with, so we don't have to talk about the romances really. Cause we don't know. Yeah, we don't know enough about that. But um, I, the other theory was, so in the comic books, there was this character Mirage who could take on people's form. Like she was a shapeshifter, like um, Mystique from X-Men. Mm-hmm. And so she took on Corey's form and slept with Dick. And there was this whole to-do about how could you not know it wasn't Corey? And, da, da, da. and of course, no one was acknowledging, hey, this man was raped because it was the 80s. And we, we weren't there as a society where we understood, hey, that's what that was. Um, so I won't hold it against the comic writers. I won't hold it against them. Um, but yeah, so I think what <laughs> might happen possibly happen in season three is you know they showed us blackfire kind of has these i don't know if their abilities or weapons where she can mind control people yeah possibly she's doing something to corey that's clouding her judgment as to why she because i'm assuming corey probably still hasn't told anyone hey i have an evil sister so it's like they have no context to when blackfire arrives to be like oh, this person is evil. They can't be on our team. They don't know that unless Corey says it. So Corey's the only person who has any knowledge about what Blackfire did last season. So to me, it makes a 
all the sense in the world that she could just be on the team and no one would be super suspicious of that because hey it's Corey's sister right and if Corey doesn't tell them you know but then it's like why wouldn't Corey tell them and so that's why I'm thinking maybe there's something else happening there as to why she wouldn't tell them right or maybe she's browsing into some sort of denial episode or something something like it could be something mentally that Blackfire is doing and then I suspect at some point like somebody's gonna be like okay she ain't Corey being herself right and that may probably lead to Blackfire being like okay yeah I'm here to kill everybody but yeah <laughs> sorry just, I'm gonna let you guys yeah I was just kidding um this whole time sorry um, <laughs> look forward so, yeah. to that so, that's my theory I think I don't I don't think they showed us those mind control devices for no reason like like I feel like it'll come into play somehow this season so yeah and there was this other like villain from the comics this uh woman uh what is her name uh that one of these like preview materials mentioned um it is she's some sort of assassin or something lady lady vec yeah yeah lady vec um so I do kind of wonder uh, where she's going to kind of fall into things. Yeah, me too. I'm wondering if she's going to be like hired by Red Hood or if someone hired her to kill Red Hood since he's probably going to be doing what he did in the books, which is try and take over all the gangs. And when he did that, Black Mask hired assassins to kill him. Okay, so that makes sense. Maybe that happens. yeah I don't know like there's a lot of things (laughs) and I do think that is going to end up being targeted for all of the curfew stuff she's doing like I think that's about to backfire Uh, and I don't know who's (laughs) I don't know who's going to be the one who's like kill the commissioner but I feel like someone is so yeah I could see that being being there's several there's a whole lot of people who somebody might uh, be hired to get killed around here. Yeah. That could even be how we wound up losing Dawn. I mean, you never know. Like this, there's like so many. <laughs> like they said in the yeah. in the trailer, this is a city where people die. People yeah. like us. Yeah, people just <laughs> they kill you in Dawson. That's true. I don't know why Jason was this way. Jason, why are you wandering around? At night by yourself. I guess we could just get in the teaser now because it's just like, <laughs> what even possesses you to be wandering around Gotham alone at night? And I mean, well, <laughs> and clearly what? you know you're about to be in a Joker type situation in this abandoned carnival, right? Like, what? What did he think he was gonna find in there? He was in his little outfit, so he clearly intended to fight something. <laughs> Look, when you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. It's true. Even at the carnival. It's at the yo, he won a stupid prize at the stupid carnival. Because yeah. <laughs> what is he doing there? <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but I'm like, what are you doing? There? And like the last time we saw something bad happen at a carnival, Gar was eating everyone at a carnival. Look, carnivals aren't it like <laughs> carnivals are bad luck for you guys. Dick Dick's parents died. Gar ate people. Donna died. <laughs> yeah. Let's just hang it up with the carnivals. I think. I, 
Like, he looked surprised when he found the, like, joking up guard. But it was like, I don't know what you thought you were going to find here. What else do you find in an abandoned, creepy carnival but problems? Like, I don't know what else you could find there. So it's just... And like, why are you here by yourself? Have we not had this conversation? Remember last time you went to get somebody by yourself? You wound up strung up by Deathstroke. Yeah, so that's the very first shot we see is Jason proving that he should not be left to his own devices. No. Oh my God. This is so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the next shot we see, we actually see the team together in Corey's new suit, which looks better on film, even better. Definitely. So, yeah, I was I was worried the the stupid blue filter would be overused and would make it look awful, but it looks great. So that's good. I mean, I have confidence. And plus, I mean, she makes anything look good. I think if you were taking like half her outfits in isolation, you'd be like, what's this brown cape she's wearing when she has to kill her boyfriend? Like, what is what is all this purple satin for miles? Like, what is anything she's wearing in half this episode? Yeah. Like, she's just, she just makes everything look good. Um, and then, like, um, what I liked about that shot, too, <laughs> and it made me laugh when I looked back at it, Crypto's like in the middle, like he's leading the team. And yeah. it just it made me giggle because I was like, you know what, Crypto? You the you the best. I really Crypto's love the best boy. I love Crypto. The best, the bestest boy. He's so cute. And like, and the guy, Jeff uh, uh, Joshua Orban, the guy they have playing Superboy, somehow both looks like a big tough man and an adorable teddy bear at the same he time. Does. They're both so cute. Look at you. <laughs> casting man casting okay and then so the next thing they show they show hank and people are saying it looks like he's re relapsing because it shows him and then it shows a shot of the pills but when i look at it it looks like something out of a hospital like with nurses dropping pills into a little cup to take around to people so i mm -hmm. think they're trying to like miss their ass with that they're trying yeah they're trying to like um trick us with that I think I think it's a misdirection and yeah Hank I think is... that we've had Hank do his big relapse storyline so yeah I, I think I, we're done with that I don't want to see it again look I already we already talked about it before but them rep repeating storylines with, with Hank and Doug is it's literally their fault why I don't like the characters it's because of that it's the repetition it's all it's all on them it's on the yeah. writers they did this to me <laughs> I got tired. It's their fault. Like, do something new. Like, please do a backflip. I don't know. But yeah, I think I think we're wrapped on that because it was such a thing with his like whole like episode where he went on his big adventure and harassed the world with his lipstick and everything. I think we're done. <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. Um, I take look. Like I said, I take your word on it that it was a beautiful side plot that totally wrapped up him relapsing and he just relapsed hard and bounced back out of it in two days and it's super plausible sure i mean I that's how we do it in fiction you know i believe it baby like, let's move along i don't because with all these similar plots you see it in other fictions yeah. that's very much how they kind of tend to wrap up that kind of thing you know what i mean it they sure like you is. know hit the bottom of the barrel and it's like oh no then they come back and then we're done sure so it I sure is. 
and I buy it too. And I don't want to hear about it ever again. <laughs> so and yeah, I know in real life, life it's more than that, but I think in that in show life, that that's it. And you know, that is honestly, I'll suspend my disbelief for that every time because I don't actually have any interest in watching several seasons of someone doing that. No yeah. thanks. No. Um, sounds like torture to me. So yeah, yeah that's fine. Go right past boring. it. So, Go yeah. right past it. Thank you very so, much. So yeah, I think we I think we <laughs> wrapped that, and he had his you know his I I think his low point was like you know punching the kid. Yeah. Uh, that he like sold his suit to for like drug money I think yeah. that was his like here's where we are at the bottom of the nader <laughs> even though he choked right a rose a few episodes ago. or anyway let's just let's pretend that's not something Hank does when he's not on drugs let's pretend no let's well, rose is a kid that could have put him in the ground dead like okay. we, we we gonna pretend Hank doesn't try to fight kids we're gonna do that <laughs> because who has time to for me to mention all of my receipts on that Just, oh my god we can move past that it's okay <laughs> it's um, part of his charm you know it's part of his yeah. charm yeah, but that wasn't but that was like an innocent kid like that kid wasn't like trying his life like you know what I mean that kid wasn't trying to fight him like that was just that was just a kid like so I would say that even on the scale of like Hank's choices with kids that was a low point fair enough um, <laughs> if the audience can see you dying, I right now. Know, like, like, I'm gonna let him have it. That now he's a good guy. Like you know, if you say so, <laughs> Hank. If Hank is a good guy, now I'm totally, dude. I mean, I don't think he's a good guy. I just think we're totally like I, I sure. <laughs> I didn't say Hank was a good guy. We did not say all that. I just said that, like, in the language of television, he's completed the plot arc of the whole, like, addiction thing. He's hit the You're bottom right. of the barrel. It's, and, you know, he's had a big comeback. We've, we've, we've done it. Totally so. fine. I'm serious. I'm, I'm actually very willing to just let it, <laughs> let it go. Whatever, you know, it's yeah. fine. Um, like we super do not need yeah. more of that so i think i think he's not done slayed he's not slayed so i mean you could be worse so it's fine he really could <laughs> um oh my god um, he's not jason either um yeah so, so next scene know. um they show someone being injected with fair toxin and i feel like that article kind of spoiled that i think jason probably yeah is using fear toxin to get over his fears. I forget where I read that. Was it that article? There was another thing too. So you might not even know what I'm talking about. No. So I, there was like this this event that some of the showrunners or whatever did, like a, some event. And they talked about how Jason's still struggling um, with his flashbacks of falling. Uh-huh. And so he part of why he works with scarecrows he's trying to get rid of over his fear and so from that see, that's why i don't look at promotional material all is spoiled so so <laughs> from that from that i'm thinking right his dumbass decides to break scarecrow out and start taking some new form of fear toxin that's gonna make him feel invincible 
and it's probably gonna start deteriorating his brain and memories or some shit so oh lord we are gonna have some hot mess with that it feels so stupid that I think it's true I think it's (laughs) like it's such a dumbass thing to do that I think it's absolutely what's gonna happen because it's Jason (laughs) Poor, poor Jason's the one that gets Clarice. Because if I remember correctly, the book plot is that she winds up going evil, spending too much time fooling around with Hannibal. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Luckily, the movie didn't drag us through that. Honey. I think he's genuinely stupid enough to take fair toxin by choice. I don't think anyone else would do that in the whole show <laughs> at all, but Jason. So, well, I think it's going to be kind of that, that he gets um, that he gets sort of Harley Quinn, but not in a like want to sleep with him kind of way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like seduced with all his like therapist talk and his trickery <laughs> it's just so goofy <laughs> it's so dumb because this is like it's just like it's just Look like, at me pretending i didn't string those words together in that fashion it's fine I, I, I understood you it's just like it's just so dumb because it's, it's just like <laughs> who trusts who trusts the scarecrow to help them <laughs> it's so stupid i just i did like i it is him though. It is it's it's on it's on track. It's on in character. Yeah. Well, I mean, who trusts Blade's daughter? Who does any of these things he does? <laughs> After talking twice, he decided this is gonna be the girl I wanna be with forever. <laughs> Let's go, go do prom and have sex with someone else. We're house gonna go Bonnie and post it on Instagram. Bonnie and Clyde it and we're gonna break into homes and and we're gonna post, Instagram it. Post pictures of us <laughs> in those homes and incriminate ourselves. Like, just, he's so oh. Jason, Jason's so dumb. But that that is established for the character since the moment we met him. Jason's been dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I, I would be like, oh no, his brain cells. But what brain cells? <laughs> <laughs> whatever like can't really get that much worse to be honest no. so yeah. jason is fine. just as dumb as jason is yeah so basically that's him i, I know it is <laughs> in my heart of hearts i know that's him doing that um <laughs> oh god i i really like I do look forward to all the things that are a total mystery. Like, we don't know what the plot is with, like, Gar and Connor, but we know there's going to be one. And, okay, I don't want to know what that is. We know something's going to happen with Tim. We don't know what that is. Yeah, like, there are the very quick plot, like, shots of Dick, Gar, Corey, Connor. We have no idea what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in, like, that shot of Gar, you can see Corey's, like, running behind him in the background. Someone, like, pointed it out to me, and I was like, oh, that is that is her that's weird um so i i actually appreciate not being spoiled on everything same. so same um, yeah because uh, i i hate spoilers it's totally a thing with me they drive me crazy because then you know because i'm already like i'm fairly like you know quick with kind of figuring out where things are going because i've seen a lot of stuff tropes are very repetitive so since I can already halfway do that without being spoiled, if I'm also spoiled, then it's just like, this is an hour I could do something else. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, why I feel that way about Thick and Babs, because I'm already like, oh, yo. We can skip all of you. What is the point? <laughs> why, like, why even 
Thank you for letting and, us know why they break and up. Even, and the thing is, even if they didn't tell us, I still feel like it's a pointless relationship because I cannot even understand why she'd even try to date him. Right. Or he tried to date. Like, do they find out they have these very big differences about his lifestyle after they're dating? Because that's the only way I could see it making sense for them to be like, hey, let's date each other. That doesn't make sense. Well, I'm assuming that we've got to change here because previously, obviously, she was that girl who was a vigilante. So I'm, I'm guessing maybe she maybe they don't have this. Maybe they are just unaware of these differences when they start up again. But it's like, how? Because apparently well, the Titans that... are a team this whole time and they come to Gotham as the Titans. So she knows the Titans are vigilantes. And so she must know Dick is Nightwing. So well, I why think y'all she dating? was okay with vigilantes before. And then it's a new thing that she's not okay with vigilantes is what I'm saying. Because yeah, she was one before. She was back I know. No, I'm, I'm, I, I'm with you. But I'm saying... Now that she's not, how do they start dating? Do you get know what I'm saying? Like, how how like, do you, like how does he show up as Nightwing in Gotham? And she's like, I don't like vigilantes. You should stop doing the thing you do as a lifestyle. And then the next moment, they're like, that being said, let's date, huh? Like, you see how that doesn't really right. make sense? No, it doesn't make it. I don't get it. I don't get what. Why would they? try like is it gonna be every single night when he's putting on his suit she's gonna be like you're going to do that thing again and he's like this is my life like like from date one right like I don't even see how it could work past even a day like I don't get it oh god yeah no I don't either it's not like there's a compromise thing where it's like maybe you can convince me to stop and she's like yeah maybe let's try dating that's not what's gonna happen he doesn't want to stop we know that he's not gonna reconsider so it's like very different stances it's like dating someone who wants kids when I don't what's the point if we know this already well I mean she could be under the impression that she could change her mind or vice versa like that's my like that's my best guess is one of them thinks they're gonna change the other person's mind. Yeah, that's the only thing that kind of would make any sense for that because otherwise, like, why would you do that? I don't get it. Like, I genuinely don't get it. Even without the spoilers, I still don't even get it. Like, how well, they I even mean, start? I never get why they ever start. <laughs> this makes even less sense to me. Like, it's just like, what? That's his whole life. Yeah, like, I don't. Why date a vigilante? Why be like, I'm anti-vigilante? And then you date the guy who wants to be a vigilante so much that when he's not, he loses his head. What? Why that one? Of all of them. Why vigilante at all? And then why Because he's him? so pretty. He's the most, he's the most vigilante, vigilante there is. He's doing all the vigilanteisms, even <laughs> when he's not a vigilante. Like, he can't stop right even when he's a cop he couldn't stop doing it even when he goes to jail to stop being a vigilante he was still in jail doing vigilante shit he can't stop so I'm just like why him like if you're against like it doesn't logically add up for me I'm sorry I don't get it I mean I really think he might just be digmatized I'm very confused and we're Uh, either that or she's thinking that she can change his mind and part of that effort involves the seduction and I think people are like maybe misunderstanding like what I'm trying to say. I'm like, I'm not threatened by them dating. I don't really feel any way about it. I'm just like, whatever about it. Like pretty indifferent. I don't care. 
Um, Cause I know they're gonna break up, whatever. I'm just confused. This is not anger. This is me being genuinely confused about what they even have in common that could trump extremely different life points that they're in. It's like a not equally yoked type thing with the religious. Like one's an atheist and one's an extreme Christian. Why y'all dating? Well, I mean, in real life, sometimes people do that because they hope to change the other person's mind. Once upon a midnight jury, I had a guy who was quite the religious fellow be like, oh, hey, uh, there's this band I really, really like and, you know, want you to come see it. And then I, you know, get dressed how one might get dressed for a concert. Then I get to the address and it is a church and the band is his church band. But before they start playing, he does, he gives a sermon. (laughs) <laughs> that happened to me Oof, okay. in college. Yeah, I so I mean, in real life, people do sometimes date other people with hopes of uh, converting them to their viewpoint. You know, the same thing, just like guys who want kids date women who don't poke holes in condoms. I mean, maybe, but please, because <laughs> it's I not smart. But people I don't do see, that. I don't see them being super firm and not expecting changes from each other and agreeing to date. You know, that doesn't make sense. Um, and I mean, also, it's part of her whole thing that she thinks she's smarter than him. So maybe she thinks that she can, like, you know, maneuver him into making a different, uh, making different decisions. She thinks she's smarter and better than everyone, which is why I can't stand the character. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if there was anyone who thought that she could talk him into doing Jeez. something, do, doing something that different, I could, I could imagine that character thinking she could talk him into changing his life for her. That's so obnoxious that you're probably right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's go back to the, the teaser. Sounds, you know, sounds exactly right, like her now that you say that. Um, <laughs> There's a shot of a bloody knife. I have no idea what that is. Some, uh, what someone, killed Don? Someone, maybe. Someone said, someone just made me laugh. Someone was like, what if, what if Bruce went ape shit and like stabbed the hell out of the Joker? <laughs> and that's why Babs is over a Batman. And that's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. So I'm totally- I, <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, so funny to me. We see we see Bruce looking kind of bloody, and it didn't look like it was his blood. (laughs) He did have a little thing of blood on his his face. Yeah, I'm sorry. I saw blood on his face. Didn't see an injury on his face. The blood came from that somebody else's blood. What were you doing? If Batman killed a Joker, I will be so amused (laughs) and so like I would be so proud too. Because if there's anyone who needs to die, it's the Joker. I don't know why he's alive. Every day, Red Hood is like in a comic. Every panel I see the Red Hood, I'm just like, yo, Jason, why why is the Joker alive, dude? If there's anyone you're going to shoot at, why is he not dead? Like, personally, I don't get it. And I think that's the thing that confuses me the most about the Red Hood. Well, because that's because he's crazy. Like, so it's I not guess. like he's making logical murder choices. I freaking guess. Like, he goes after his family more than anyone, which is fascinating. <laughs> well, because remember, what set him on this path with brainwashing from a supervillain. Jeez, so. but supposedly he's, look, whatever. Um, I can't. 
<laughs> because I look, let's until or unless he does something that makes sense. As far as I'm concerned, he's still crazy. It's just like if someone beat me the hell to death with a freaking almost to death and then blew me up in a warehouse. When I come back to life, it is I'm going straight for you. Nobody else you. for you. I wouldn't want to hear about nothing else that's happening. I'd be like, give me this person's <laughs> location. It is done. Like I have all the smoke for them right now. Like, yes. What do you mean? Where are they at? Like, let me know, please. But hey, since they couldn't get the rights to give us more Joker, this would be the very medium to go ahead and do it. You may as well kill them. What? <laughs> Here for it. Here for it. Favorite look, AU, this one. Look, he's gonna... I was about to say he's gonna be like what Stefan did for me in the TVD where I hated him, the, where I was over in the whole series and he killed Enzo and I was like, you know what? You are right. You, you're kind of cool. You know what <laughs> I don't even remember why I didn't like you. Actually, you made several points. <laughs> I mean, he was pretty awesome from there out. Like, he took on the devil barehanded. Yo, you crazy. Yeah, but the only difference is I've always liked Bruce. So I'm just going to be like, look, I'm going to like him even more. You're going to make me more of a Batman fan <laughs> because the Joker. Oh, my God. Like, wow, what a great character. I can't believe it. <laughs> He's <just> the <laughs> best person ever. <laughs> Somebody and I mean, I really like this version of Batman too. Mm. Like, I like Titans Batman, so I look forward <laughs> to seeing what we get there. And I hope you're right. Uh, you know, Enzo, uh, en en Enzo really was my Joker on DVD. I just needed, I needed someone to take him out. Every time I saw him, I was like, "Yo, somebody has to do it." Like, who's it gonna be? <laughs> And it. they kept teasing it. They kept, they kept adding, like, maybe it'll be this episode. Maybe it'll happen. Oh, look, we pushed him in with a shark demon. Oh, no. Still here. He kept almost dying. And I was like, come on. Come oh, on. Fire, fire. Maybe he'll catch it. No? Oh. I was like, come on, man. And then he, remember, he died in season five. And then he came back. I was like, damn, man. Come on. <laughs> and there's so many better characters you couldn't have back. Um, can I have a petition for Hot Uncle Mason? I was like, why is he back? why what's the reason i just got rid of you <laughs> good lord oh, God. Uh, i can't like he's he was so annoying i i legit have no beef with stefan anymore at all i'm not even being funny like i've literally forgiven all of his crimes <laughs> i mean he needed a redemption arc and bam look who got one he sure did like who has ever redeemed themselves in such a way? I've never seen nothing like it. <laughs> Incredible. He is a, a, a special character. We had a Salvatore. You know, we were down in the first half, but he came through. M <laughs> MVP, he's right. Elena, you chose the wrong brother. You really did. <laughs> I mean, that was the theme of the whole show. <laughs> That's what the show was about. What happened when you choose the wrong man? It really, it really was, Stefan. I thought he was self-righteous, but I was wrong. You know, I misjudged him. I really did. <laughs> that man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I, I look forward to seeing how they're, how they're going to handle a lot of things. The only thing I don't really look forward to is uh, anything involving that. But I think it'll be relatively brief and fruitless. So there's I mean, that. <clears throat> I'll say this, right? At least she has 
an idea of something and she probably has reasons to think she's right. So I'll give her that. Um, there's nothing more annoying than someone who's like in your face about how wrong you're about something, but they're not offering you any alternatives. So right. she's not she's not being a hypocrite or a jerk right. in that way. Um, I think she is being a little, just a little delusional, a little, no, a little, oh. mm, that might not be the right word. Um, well, I mean, she's overestimating herself because do you think you're the first commissioner to think of that? Like, do you think that no one, no one in the history of crime fighting in Gotham, the police never thought of trying to hurt you ever? I mean, maybe not. Um, I don't know because I think, I don't know what continues they're doing on the show, but I know in some Batman comics, Commissioner Gordon is like the first who really tries to do something. And so that's why people are always trying to kill him is because he, he actually came there and was like, I'm a good cop. I'm going to fix this department and actually fight crime. And right. so like, I think he was like the first proper commissioner Gotham had. I don't know if that's the case for this show. And like, I, I do understand her if it wasn't Gotham. Right. You know, like, I right. feel like, I feel like that would make sense in another city, maybe. Because well, well, the problem in Gotham, like we were saying earlier, is the police department. Yeah. They're... Like, it's not really the criminals. There's criminals everywhere, but in most places, the police are on the other side yeah. of the whole criminal problem. Yeah, the police is why like, you can't... In, like in Central City, they keep it wrapped pretty tight. Yeah, and Metropolis. I mean, yeah. there's the, the, problem, the problem is Gotham has weirdos, villains, <laughs> but they, they do catch them. You know what I mean? Right. At the end of every like comic arc or whatever, they do catch the bad guys and they lock them up. Right. The issue is keeping them there. And exactly. they can't because, because the, cop the cops keep are, letting them out. Cops are crooked. Like that's the problem. Yeah. So and like a lot of the yeah. villains like are rich. Yeah. So, you know, they pay, this, they pay this, them off and get this, on that Despite the every month Twitter discourse that that man just beats up poor people and throws them in jail. What actually happens is he's beating up very rich, powerful, evil, murderous criminals yes. and putting them away. And then the cops are failing to keep them locked up. That's what actually happens in Batman comics. I wish people <laughs> who make those stupid viral tweets every month would actually read one. Then maybe they know the people he's fighting are not poor. Penguin, well, I mean, if you, penguin, look at the plans, if you look at the plans they do, there isn't a cheap way of carrying these out no penguin is like you have poor. to have access to resources penguin owns like a whole nightclub um freaking um who is it isn't that the riddle i think the riddle rob robs banks yeah he's a bank robber right two-face has money joker has yeah lots is of like money. a top attorney and, yeah. and he was, i think came from money too yeah joker has loads of money so much money you and can't all- carry out these elaborate plans and like build all of these things and hire all of these goons without right money. then it's like the falcons that's a whole mob they have mad money mm-hmm. mad blood money um there's another one with the whose name begins with the m like he's fighting a bunch of evil rich people right it's organized life. crime there's money organized crime organized. it's not random poor people right who are like mugging someone and running away 
right read, read the books at least good lord i can't stupidity um <laughs> and i mean i think yes. that um i think that a lot of the people who give the hot take are clearly people who don't read the book and maybe just remember a movie vaguely from when they were a kid or something this is popular people like they don't have anything they don't have an original thought so it's popular hate on batman it's popular hate titans tv show popular to hate Zack Snyder and who else Nicki Minaj is popular to hate her ass <laughs> um, so it's just like there's just these these things where they're like oh if I tweet hate about this thing everyone's gonna retweet it and they do every time it's very predictable and boring do something new please right <laughs> and like so much of the stuff they say is either wrong or it only applies to like one media yeah and they just don't know that because they've never played any games or read any of the books or seen half of the movies yep, yep, yep. <laughs> or any of the animated series or any of the animated series <laughs> like there's kind of a lot here um and the same thing doesn't happen in all of it but mm-hmm. you know the you saw one movie where you know things happen a certain kind of way and now you're like this is what it is the whole thing it's also really like a hundred years of this is yeah it's also like a really popular hate on brie larson (laughs) and i'm just like (laughs) like i've seen some clips of her where i'm like oh i think what's happening is like personally i think she doesn't pick up on some fandom no like i think she doesn't pick up on some like humor because there's been like a couple interviews I've watched with her with other people and they're making jokes and it's it seems like she's offended like she doesn't get the joke and I don't think that's a problem like so okay so maybe she didn't get a couple jokes does that mean she's the worst person in alive like what do you it doesn't mean you're offended just because you didn't get the joke I think I I think that like Brie Larson is a person who is kind of trying very hard but not totally sure how to navigate all this stuff and I also think she has dry humor and when you're a woman and you have dry humor people don't take that well they just assume you're being a horrible person yeah and I've learned that as someone who has dry humor a lot of times like I'll tweet stuff and people don't get them joking and then I'll hear oh this person is mad at you or blocked you for this. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I, who was mad? Like, I didn't see you. I wasn't even being serious. I was kidding. It was a joke. And it's just like, some you can't do certain things <laughs> as a woman. Like, no one's gonna and give I mean, you that kind of rope. And, and like most of the women that she kind of gets compared with are women that have had much longer careers in the mainstream. Like, you know, Gal Gadot, you know, she started, she was Miss Israel, then she's in the Fast and Furious movies. Like, she's, you know, she's, you know, uh, Scarlett Johansson has had a very long career. She's been acting since. Well, I think, I think Bree's been acting a while, actually, but. But she wasn't really mainstream, though. Like, she was doing kind of smaller things and indie things. She wasn't like a big, big deal. You know what I mean? Okay. No, I Uh, guess. I think that's a recent thing. I think people are just being sexist and they're like overblowing because like some of the kind of whatever like responses you'll have to stuff I don't think it's that big a deal because I've seen literally all of the male actors in the MCU do stuff like that all the time and no one cares some of them have made like really horrible comments and stuff and people just let it go so right whatever I think anyway definitely I mean they're harder on women but I but I also think that um it's 
being a superhero is kind of like a level of fame that most jobbing actors don't hit and she certainly hasn't hit before now. So I think the amount of people paying attention to what she's saying is very different than she's used to. Yeah. Well, I want to like stop this uh, podcast yeah. here <laughs> because we're two hours now, basically. <laughs> so it's a long podcast. Um, we gave you guys a two hour discussion about one little article and like a 45 <laughs> second clip. You're welcome. Um, if you ever want to Hear us, hear us over talk and overthink things tune in to our next podcast we do that every time <laughs> bye y'all bye not timely at all <laughs>